Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time, work, Friends, family, expect you to be on 24-7? Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, you guys, welcome to the midweek edition of the Temple of Pooh podcast. I'm your co-host, Coach Mabels, a.k.a. Jay Mabes, here as always with Kings. Mm-hmm. What's going on with you, man? Uh, living good, bro. This, 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 good. You know, this, this is the first time Kings is doing a, the double in a week, so you feel me? We, we, we finally got him up 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 his uh, volume. <laughs> this is his first get, midweek. That's <laughs> a special bro. one. Uh, we're going through the playoffs, our predictions. Um Let's get it popping, man. We just kind of what we've been waiting all year for. Some interesting uh, matchups even in the first round. Uh, we do start with the play-in tonight. Uh, kind of a dud, even though the, the games leading up were high intensity. The actual playing games, two blowouts. The Hornets get manhandled by the Pacers, 144-117. And then uh, Boston kind of runs away from Washington. Tatum absolutely goes off, drops a 50 ball. So uh-huh. you got uh, Boston locked into that seven seed. They were Brooklyn in the first uh, round. You got Indiana playing Washington for the final playoff spot in the next playing game in the West. The uh, <laughs> Steph and LeBron saga continues in a, on a lower scale. They're going to play in tomorrow. Uh, the winner is locked into a playoff spot in the seventh seed. The loser has to play against the winner of the Memphis and San Antonio game for the last playoff spot. So, Let's start there while we're here uh, in the East. Mm-hmm. Boston is locked in. Um, who do you have winning the Indiana Washington uh, game for the last playoff spot in taking that? You know, I, I mean, based on how Indiana played today and who they're missing, I definitely think Washington will probably win that. Um, I want Washington to win that so we can at least get some type of, you know, solid 1-8 match. I mean, Washington's banged up, but having Washington play, you know, Phillies will give us a, a much better chance of having, like, a competitive series than, like, seeing Indiana with no careers, no TJ, you know, other guys that are holding out. Yeah. You know, that would have been interesting because, you know, since they lost Miles Turner, Indiana has super – they upped their pace to the – you know, like, their top five in pace – because they just have to go to to compensate for having a bad team. They got to get more possessions, score the ball. It would have been interesting seeing that go against. It would be interesting. We don't know what's going to happen yet. Going to seeing that go against kind of what uh, Philadelphia wants to do, which is a little more methodical in uh, mm-hmm. in their offensive approach. That would have been interesting to see. I, I will still take Philly, but yeah, I think Washington just has too many. Uh, Indiana, excuse me, has too many injuries. Uh, Levert, because of the protocols, man, I, that's tough getting stuck in those at playoff time, man. That's that's rough. Uh, you know, I don't want to assume, but you just got to be more careful <laughs> all around to avoid a situation like that in, in the playoffs. So I kind of lean with you with uh, with Washington. I just, man, it's just, you know, I did my 180 on Westbrook, just kind of trying to trying to appreciate him for what he does. Right. And it's just, man, those playoff demons, man, it's just. I, I, I think I think it is. I, my my conjecture is that he just has one gear and it's tough to play like that in a winner go home situation because it's just, everything's that much more detailed and Stevenson and Brad Stevens for all his offensive, you know, faults, he knows how to coach some defense. So 
he's definitely going to make you, you know, execute and have to, you know, slow down and get the best look available and just, it was rough for Westbrook and Bill tonight, but you know Westbrook has been a thing, man. It's kind of it's kind of sad given the greatness he displays in the regular season. Yeah, I mean Westbrook, man, is is one of those guys, man. Like he's always gonna put up great numbers. He's always gonna compete during the regular season, like you said. But playoff hoop is about matches, about X's and O's, about right. understanding your strengths and weaknesses, and having the counter for that. And like I said, Westbrook's you know, mental approach to the game, it always gets him in trouble the most when the game becomes a mental, uh, you know, chess match. And that's what the playoffs are. You kind of saw a bit of it in the playing game. Right. Making him take jumpers, you know, bringing the help more consistently in the paint to forcing him to use his counters more. And, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Not, not, she saw he was shooting bricks. Uh, like he normally does in the playoffs, unfortunately. <laughs> right. So we'll see what happens, man. I think the Indiana Washington. We'll, we'll, we'll see both teams. I don't think I don't think that's going to be a blowout because that is literally a, a winner go home game. So right. Hopefully that that was close. Uh, moving on to the West, the big matchup tomorrow. I'm sure that's going to be a top three rated game in on for the NBA season. <laughs> I'm pretty man. sure it is. Um, Lakers Warriors. Uh, everybody's healthy on the Lakers finally, or you know, able to play. Rather, um, my thing with this was simple. It, to me, you know, it, it's fun to, you know, do this, you know, light years versus clutch or whatever. It's, it's fun. I just feel like the, the talent gap, if the Lakers utilize the right rotations, like, you know, I'm I slowly coming around to Drummond. I think he's usable in certain situations. Tomorrow is not one of them, uh, in, in my opinion. So <laughs> I think the, the closeness of the game is going to hinge on the, the minutes that he plays because I think the Warriors can muck up the half court if he's on the floor for and make it a little rougher, rougher for Aiden and LeBron than it has to be. So where, where are you with that? I think I think we're the same page. If the Lakers, Lakers approach it the right way, it should be like not not a blowout but a comfortable win, in, in my opinion, if they approach it the right way. So where are you with that matchup and kind of what has to happen to, for it to go a certain way? Yeah, I mean, they're going to – if you're going to play Drummond, you're going to have to trap a lot. Right. Uh, that's going to leave you vulnerable to the, you know, the, the you know, the um, four-round threes that Draymond will most likely be, be running because he's probably going to be the screen man to counter that. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those things where you're, you're handicapping yourself, hoping to get extra possessions uh, and better rebounding and controlling the tempo with the size. But, you know, those – like the Drummond centers in the playoffs, they always get played off. Yeah, right. and the Curry and the Curry players are the type of guys to play them off because uh, you need length for rebounding because rebounding is important, but you also need uh, speed and positioning, uh, especially for those pick and rolls. You have to be able to switch on the pick and roll so that you're not Kobe's constantly at a disadvantage. You have to be able to switch to to to. Uh, it's part of the pace control to switch. A lot of people don't right. like. People understand when you switch the pick and roll, you force the ISO situation, which slows the game down to your pace as well. Um, if you're just, uh, if you're, you know, if you're, um, if you're playing, uh, if you're not trap, if you're trapping and the four on three is always constantly there and they speed it up and make quick reads, that's speeding up the tempo. If, and also, if you're dropping, you know, and the and the guard is just pulling up, that's also speeding up the tempo. But if you're switching and you have a good switch guy like AD. Then the guard has to slow, slow down, reassess, and that's slowing down your tempo. That's helping you control the game pace as well as giving you a better way to defend. So, uh, you know, rebounding and size in today's game is only good if your your big can defend in space. Really, right. in the comes to the playoffs, I looked at it like this. So, like, obviously, the Lakers are much better than the Memphis Grizzlies. When I was looking right. at, at at the the Jonas, kind of comparing that to AD. He's probably a better player. Uh, in my opinion, but it's just when the when the Lakers went when the Warriors went small right. against him, it was just it was just really rough for him to stay on the floor. So I'm just I, I, I'm hoping that you know unless there's a a glitch in the matrix and Drummond is able to dominate the small ball lineup, which I don't see if he's going against uh, Draymond, um, then I just think you got to kind of pull the plug on that early, you know, and not kind of be stubborn with it because like, you know worst case scenario you don't want to put be in a in a 
one game scenario. That's just, you know, at March Madness, anything can happen. Man, how many times do you see a lower seed get knocked out? That's essentially what it is in, in the do or die situation. You just kind of want to avoid that. But I am, I do think if the Lakers do what they need to do from a sub, from a substitution standpoint, I think they'll be absolutely the better team tomorrow. So that's kind of where I am with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I think they should win easily if they play around and, and, and just give, you know, uh, just give a solid playoff uh, game plan. I think that game should be, you know, handled fairly easily. Yes. So real quick, you know, Paul Harbour, this is a, the 9-10 game. You got Memphis or San Antonio winning that real quick. Yeah, I got Memphis winning that game. Um, you know, I don't think San Antonio really has much of an identity this year. And uh, Memphis is a tough team. Uh, they have a lot. They have good depth. Yeah, I got, I'm going the same way. I just I rather see the young the young players anyway. Man, free Demar Derozan. Man, let him go to a contender for his last couple years, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean they yeah they need to be they have a lot of good young guards and wings on San Antonio. They I mean they should have been turned that team over, but right. uh, got too much pride. You know how he is. Yeah, I just they need to bottom out one year and just get a guy, and then they can do it all over, do the San Antonio thing all over again. Anyway, moving to the main event, we are going to do this Eastern Conference uh, first. Okay, so I believe uh, we both said earlier, well, any preservations, we taking Philly, both taking Philly over India Washington, right? It's just a matter yeah. of number of games. I think, you know, maybe Russ and Bill may, might steal you one, but I just I'm going with, with, with Philly in that one. Uh, good defense. I think they'll make it rough for Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go from there. Um, Brooklyn and Boston. My thing, if, if Boston was healthy, it, I'd still take Brooklyn. I just thought it would be a little funner if JB was out there, you know, and Smart wasn't banged up and Robert Williams wasn't banged up. I just think this is going to be Tatum against the world pretty much, you know, unless Kemba catches fire a couple games. So, right. Who you got in who you got in Brooklyn and Boston? Anything you know stepping out at you there? Yeah, I mean for uh, Brooklyn and Boston, it's Brooklyn. I mean they it wasn't a good matchup even with Jalen, so this should be a sweep, <laughs> uh, five at most. If Jason Tam goes has a no nuclear game, but this should be a sweep to five games. Right, we are in agreement there. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Sugar Ray Leonard. Roberto Duran. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Now, this, the next two series in the East, I believe, are up for a little bit of debate at least. So... Everybody's been harping the last couple of years on Giannis about what they do in the playoffs to stop him. And he has a great year, and he gets, the for me, the absolute worst team for what he used to, what he looked like previously in the playoffs, which is uh, Miami. So that's, he gets a chance to exercise his playoff demons right. early. So we know what Spoh is going to do. He is going to make Giannis being from the outside. He's not going to give the paint up. Uh, the mm-hmm. reason why I'm comfortable picking Milwaukee this year is I, I said this over a couple pods we've done the 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 leap from Eric Bledsoe to Drew Holiday just right. cannot be overstated, and I think that Drew his decision making and ability to attack against the compromised defense with guys getting all that attention, I think he's going to be able to capitalize on it way more than what um, Bledsoe has typically been there. I saw like Bledsoe shooting splits. It's like 30, 30 in the 30th percentile for a field goal, 20 percentile for threes. It's just I don't see Drew doing that in, in, in a playoff series. So where are you with that matchup? I, I think it's going to go six. Though. I, I, I think it's going to go Milwaukee in six. That's my official pick. Uh, who do you have and why? 
Yeah, I like Milwaukee in six. Uh, I think it's Milwaukee. I think uh, Giannis has added a few new wrinkles to his game that should make him uh, uh, less predictable against the wall this year. And like you said, having that outlet in Drew Holiday, I mean, helping off Drew Holiday is a lot different than helping off Eric Bledsoe. Yes. And also having Drew Holiday be a ball handler in the pick and roll is a lot uh, different than having Drew Bledsoe be that ball handler. So that changes how Miami's going to have to defend that action. Um it also gives like uh, Milwaukee a a more um, a more uh, better decision maker with the ball as well. Um, so, and then one of the key things is Milwaukee will probably do this year more often, and they're being forced to do is they're going to be playing a lot of Giannis at the five, whether with Portis or with PJ. And the thing with playing with Portis is that Portis is kind of a you know he, Portis is one of those uh, switchy type bigs. Where yes. he he can play that five and bang with the bigger bigs, but he can also switch on to 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 that perimeter and, and be, you know do fairly well. So um, having a Giannis and Portis is kind of like having two switchy bigs, and then Portis can hit the three at a high level this year. He's hitting at a high level this year. Yeah, uh, he's definitely a much more playable player than Brook Lopez. So that's something they didn't have last year. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's a backup big. So that's going to be huge for him uh, being able to play. Uh, and, I, and I saw this breakdown, which is really interesting. They were talking about um, Milwaukee adjustment, and I give Bud credit. They said Milwaukee's doing a lot more four out one in instead of the five out. So uh-huh. when you establish a wall, you have a guy at the dunker spot now, not just taking threes all game. Right. So it's, it's a little different. It's a little harder to employ the same defense. So I, I'll give Bud credit there. Hopefully, you know that continues. Whether it's Giannis at the dunker spot or somebody else who can finish. So. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do that, but I'm with you as well. That that should be, I think that the the three six and the four five in the East have a chance to really be good, semi long, you know, real fun series to watch. Um, last matchup in the East, uh, New York Knicks probably the surprise team in the league, and the second surprise team is probably not far behind them. The Atlanta Hawks, those teams ended up in the four five slot. You got uh, Julius Randle first time in the playoffs, Trey Young first time in the playoffs. Um, I like the Knicks in six, or I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven. But uh, I just I don't think they have anything for Julius Randle. Um, I think Tibbs is a is a you know kind of playoff test that he's been in battles before. McMillan has to you know to be fair, maybe not to the extent that that Tibbs has against the same uh, you know marquee players. But um, I like Tibbs being able to game plan for Trey. I wonder if. Trey's going to get that hardened experience where the foul baiting, when you have the more experienced reps and the re- and, the, and the, just the whistle gets tougher in the playoffs, I wonder if that's going to impact him early. I mean, he's talented enough to adjust, but I'm wondering in the back of my head if that's going to impact him early in, in that series. So where are you with that series? And what do you think the, the matchups look like? Uh, I think two things. I think, yeah, you're going to see less of the whistle, but it's going to, that series is going to come down to who dictates the pace. Uh, will will the Hawks be up and down, or will the Knicks make it a grind out series? Um, going in, I had the Knicks in six because I felt like they make it ground series. They you know play the ninety four, they do Tibbs t- defense and, and have great schemes to to get the ball to their hands. What does worry me though, and where I can't see this being a Hawks six, even though I have the Knicks six, I can't see this being a Hawks six. Uh, the Knicks do have trouble rebounding. And the Hawks do have good rebounders in a Capella and in John Collins. So if the if the, if the Hawks are getting uh, more possessions, that allows them to speed to speed the game up more. Uh, Bogdanovich is a very good wing as well. That's a, I think that'll be an X factor for the Hawks. Um, you know, I can see why people will be high on the Hawks. Uh, a lot of people are saying because of trade, because obviously trade is going to be an engine, but. Honestly, for me, the scary, the scarier thing for them, for them to get that advantage is really uh, Bogdanovich on the wing. You know, if they're trapping Trey and giving Bogdanovich uh, better reads, that's going to help him. You know, eat eat a lot better, and then also the offensive rebound from Capella, as well as from Collins, and the lob there of Capella as well as Collins as well. So right. those things are going to be things to watch out for if you're trapping Trey. You know, and and you're you're opening up the the four on threes with the lobbying and the and you're letting you know bo- bogey get better better reads from the offense because now you're shifting a lot of your attention to Trey. So 
Uh, it's going to be interesting, but I think whoever controls the pace will win, and I think the Knicks will control the pace. I think right. Dibs is more uh, – I mean, you know, the the Hawks at McMillan has been in playoff series, but I think Dibs has, is known for making teams play to the pace that the Knicks play, and I think they've been doing that all year. So I, I don't expect that to change. Right. And just a quick tidbit that's crazy. Like over the last month, the Knicks are top five offensively. Like that is nuts to me, the the offensive rating. Like yeah. That was that was crazy development for me based on their personnel. But they're just getting a lot of timely shooting. And you got to give credit to, you know, obviously Julius and Derrick Rose playmaking. Yeah, the Rose. Yeah. The Rose, yeah, the Rose pickup has been paying off for him. I think that was that's what's probably going to – I think that's also really going to help them too. That's their X factor, Rose. You know, if he keeps up his production, that's that's going to make this a six game series for them. Right. All right. So we got Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, New York. Uh, the Knicks advancing. We haven't uh, gone different once. Uh, so that's the second round in our predictions. with hit Philadelphia against the Knicks. Um. Not an easy matchup because I see I really could see Tibbs making life hell for Ben Simmons offensively. Yeah. With the ability to like that's that's kind of one thing I I, I picked Philly. I'm sticking with them. People have been on my head all year. I'm having the courage of my convictions. <laughs> I'm not hopping off. It's my last year. I told you it's my last year. So um that's probably one thing that concerns me. But I think, you know, Embiid has been there before. They got Seth Curry, they got Danny Green, they got all these no vets who have been in these situations before. I ultimately think their experience, um, you know, wins out or the Knicks kind of – the Knicks have vets, but the guys they lean on are are, are kind of young outside of Rose. Like, Julie's never been there. R.J. Bear's never been there. Like, Quickly's a rookie. You know, Bullock's even never been on this stage, you know, depending on at this level. So, you know, that's probably where I think the Philly's experience over the course of that series will, will go. And I, I like kind of like Philly – Maybe even you know six or even five. I think that the games will be tough, but I think Philly, you know, will pull away late uh, ultimately. So where would you be in a you know Philly New York Knicks series? Yeah, I got a tough six, and I, and I say I would say five, but I'm saying six because people don't want to admit it. But like I said, Ben Simmons shooting <laughs> will be a problem, and it, it will make games harder than it needs to be. And I think ultimately that's just going to do them in this year. Uh, again, uh, because it's one thing to to be a streaky shooter. You know, being a streaky shooter is okay because you do have a chance of getting hot. You know, a la LeBron, his finals run in 07, you do have a chance of getting hot, uh, you know, hitting some shots and, and having scoring outbursts. But when you don't shoot at all, man, <laughs> that's, that's, that's just not, there's no way that won't be a liability. Like, you can't, you can talk all the good things else that he does, and they're very great. He does a lot of other things at an elite level, but that lack of shooting, man, like just shooting in general, not even like I said, being streaky, he just doesn't shoot. Like That's going to be a problem, and they're going to get schemed by a great coach. I think Thibs will put film on it, and then whoever they play in the conference final is going to use that, and they're going to have the offense to out, you know, overpower Philly. So I think it's going to be 6 though with the Knicks. Right, okay. Uh, I would agree. Moving on, whoo, slobber knocker series. Man, so Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Um, it's two things I look at here. One, Brooklyn hasn't been hold that much, so it's hard to take it with a grain of salt. The other thing is they just have not had an answer for Giannis all season. You know, in every matchup, he's kind of done what he wanted, and I just I don't see them – personnel-wise, having answers. They don't even have the personnel, really, to install the, a quote-unquote wall that Giannis is usually seeing. I just think he has his way. But on the other end, you got three guys that can score like that. You know, James Harden's playmaking ability and the shooting they have around it. You know, you got to score with that team. Um, it's going to be a tough, long series. You know, guys going to have to make big shots. Guys going to have to make big plays. Um, ultimately, I'm going to pick Milwaukee here. I think Giannis just does too much damage on, on the inside to, to Brooklyn. But it's one of those things that would not surprise me if Brooklyn won. Like, that's that's how thin on the margins that this is for me. So, where are you with that series? Yeah, it's going to be a seven-game series, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> uh, 
because obviously the talent is great on Brooklyn, even though Milwaukee has the uh, matchup advantages. Uh, the talent for Brooklyn is just too great um, for them to go out without putting up a, a very, very tough effect. But I think ultimately, I think um, I think the matchups will win out. Um, I think the Giannis just going, you know, Giannis just not having no, you know, worries in the paint. There's no resistance whatsoever. <laughs> that soft resistance from Brooklyn. I think that's just going to wear down Brooklyn's legs um, because, I mean, you can't let him go for 50 every night, and he will go for 50 <laughs> on that interior if they don't try. So I just think it's going to wear down their front court, you know, over over the course of the series because Giannis has high motor. That's another thing. Giannis' motor is high. You know, it's not the NB situation where you're worried about his conditioning or not. Giannis has great conditioning. He has great motor. So he's going all game. So, you know, I think that's just going to wear down the nets. I think Drew, Chris, uh, Dante, um, PJ was a great pickup for KD. I just think they're going to make it tough enough to, to the point where they're going to make the nets work and the nets can't make Giannis work. <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I just think that at the, over the course of the series, you that's when you'll start to see the effects yes. of the interior scoring. That's when you'll see the effects on players. You can't really see it on a night-to-night basis in the NBA because different styles in the league. But when you constantly get that over and over again, I think you'll see it wear down. Uh, the Nets and I think the Bucks Bucks win in seven. I wouldn't be shocked if it was six, but I think the Nets have too much talent for it to stay at six. All right, all right. So we have been on the same page. I have a feeling we're going to differ on this last one. So that leaves us both having a Philadelphia Milwaukee Eastern uh, Conference Finals. Um, it's this kind of thing when we like I, I'm I'm aware of the the strides Milwaukee made throughout the season with the changing of the offense, applying a switching defense, not living in drop coverage, getting ate up by guards and pick and roll. Like, I acknowledge all that. I just – you know what's in the back of my mind where I can't shake with Philly? Like, they took the champs to seven, and it took a Kawhi hero shot to beat them. It's like they have a little – they have a better team than that. In my, well, maybe not because Jimmy's not there. But as far as the spacing for their two best players, I think that's just like as good as it's going to get. For, yeah. for 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 Ben and uh and Joel, and I'm just I'm, I'm kind of riding. You know, Ben's disappointed me. It's not it's not even the shooting for me. And I, and I tweeted this earlier. It's just that he's not even attack. He used to be a good slasher. He's not right. even attacking the basket the same. I don't know whether that's free throws or not wanting to finish, but he's not even attacking the basket the same way he used to. Um, so that's a little worrisome for me. Um, but yeah, I'm going to um. Stick with Philly, but I just it would not surprise me at all. This is more of a a, a heart overhead pick. Me being stubborn with what I said early in the season, so uh, I, I'll go I'll go Philly in, in seven. But if it went the other way, I I wouldn't be shocked at all, and I'm probably honestly leaning that way in my head. So, what you got? I'm taking Milwaukee, and I will take them in six. And I and I see it, and I say this because it's it's funny because. Not even saying that Brooke Lopez can guard and be like that, but Brooke Lopez now becomes playable in that series. And he becomes playable for two reasons. One, because it gives them a, a bigger five to put on a beat and to throw out to get foul trouble. But also, two, if the primary ball handler is going to be Ben Simmons, you can just run drop all day. Nah, not drop coverage all day. I mean, and, and the one thing Brooke Lopez does well at a high level on the defensive end as well, rim protection. And box out. And and box out. So if you're going to try and drive on Brooke Lopez, which that's what Ben has to do, you're not going to get efficient scoring. So he's going to be actually a a valuable role player against the Sixers unless they're going to give the ball to Seth Curry, right, to try and shoot Brooke Lopez off the floor, which could work theoretically. But then, you know, when they say, hey, Giannis, you know, man up on Embiid, and we're going to get beat on the move on the defensive end so he can – That's tough. And then what? Now what does Seth Curry do when they switch that? You know what I mean? So so it's like – and, and, and then he's going to have Drew Holiday on him. 
No, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't see them putting Drew on Ben necessarily that they have to. I think they're going to try and scheme Ben, and they'll put Drew on whoever offensively, you know, between Tobias, between uh, uh, if you know if, K- if Chris is not, uh, you know, holding his own between Tobias and Seth. I think they'll put Drew on one of those two, but even Chris on Tobias is good because Chris has good length and yeah. you know what I'm saying. So it's just Milwaukee just – I like Milwaukee. Like I told people going into here, I like Milwaukee this year better than last year. Um, uh, I definitely think the bogey trade would have made them even more dangerous, but uh, or the bogey sign would have made them even more dangerous. But I don't know if they can get – if they got if they would have got Portis if they got bogey because the they got Portis. Yeah, the money they got they were able to get Portis because they didn't get Bogey. And I think Portis really opens it up for the sake of Giannis, really, because that's who Portis has really helped develop this year. Because now they play more Giannis at the five, and Portis is also a stretch big who can take fives defensively to let Giannis be the roamer still, but also offensively space the floor and also be able to switch. So I think Portis has done a lot to unlock the Bucks for the playoffs, and I think that's just better better suited for them. And, you know, having Dante uh, play off that. And also, you know, I think Brent Forbes would be solid. But I also think P.J. Tucker would be great, too. P.J. Tucker, another. Oh, man, the vet. Yeah, who could also, you could put on Tobias as well. So, and he can switch out to the perimeter and, and, and get on Seth Curry. So, it's, they have too much versatility. That's why I, I, I think the Bucks are going to the finals. I just think they have a lot of versatility for the East. The only team I could see them really – uh, getting uh, ran ran around the four by the Nets if the Nets are hitting all cylinders, but the Nets can't stop Giannis, so I, I just don't see it happening. All right, so you got Milwaukee. I got the 76ers by my by the skin of my toenail, the tip of my toenail. <laughs> all right, all right, we are at in the West now. Um, we both uh, we we had the Lakers and Warriors seven eight right? Do you have Memphis upsetting the Warriors in a seven eight game? No, I, I got I got Lakers Warriors. I just think yeah, just the, just real quick on the, the Warriors. I just think that that blueprint, like the the Memphis needs Jonas and the Warriors play him off the floor. I think it's just a rough matchup right. for them with the with, with, with this year. So I'm with you there. Um, let's see what you think about this one. One eight, it puts the you know Utah Jazz. Against the Warriors, um, man, the since the Warriors have bought into going small when, when they lost Wiseman, uh-huh. uh, th- their net rating is at the top of the league with 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 that lineup, and it's just tough. And this to me is going to come down to two things: when the Warriors' defense, you know, makes the Utah pick and roll stuff, you know, break down. Is our, can you rely on Mitchell and Clarkson to, you know, break down an elite defense, which the Warriors have, you know, efficiently? Like, they're going to score, but is it going to be efficiently in a playoff setting? And secondly, is the small lineup going to affect Gobert? Again, we both know that his switching numbers have gotten better. Like, the switching has gotten better for him. Like, visibly, you can see it. But this is also Steph Curry, one of the best to ever do it, that he's going against in the series. That's my question. Also, the Warriors' inexperience beyond their two guys, obviously, that's obviously going to be a huge question. Uh, I think the bet after that is what Baysmore and Looney after Steph and Draymond, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's like that's a big jump off inexperience. So it's rough, man. I think it's a long series, and I'm, I'm I'm calling a repeat. We believe, man. I'm calling my upset. It's probably my biggest upset in the playoffs. I'm going to go Warriors in. Six that closed out at Chase, called the Warriors and six over the Utah Jazz. Well, what you got there? Yeah, I got the same thing. We believe two point um, <laughs> Like I said, playoffs is matchup dependent. Um, the Warriors play great defense. They got great wing defense from Wiggins. Uh, is Oubre coming back? I haven't. They said the earliest would be late first round when I last read. Right. So even even without Oubre, because he's a net negative offensively. Got JTA. Um, you have JTA, um, you know, Baysmore's a knucklehead offense, but he he, he gives them <laughs> wing, gives them solid wing defense play. Um, Jordan Poole has been a fantastic system. I think losing Ubre has opened up Poole, which is I think better for the Warriors uh, 
you know, because Poole gives him another guard that can go off the bounce. And, that is huge. You know, add to that predicament of Gobert. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Poole adds to that predicament that off the bench. So you deal with Steph Curry, you think you can get a break off the bench, but Poole's also a, a fairly dynamic guard who can do, you know, a little of the things Steph does in terms of, you know, shooting off the dribble, uh, putting guys in space and trying to break the dudes off the bounce. So, yeah, it's just the matchups is bad. Um, just very bad. Um, you know, <laughs> size with that size that doesn't that doesn't move and size that's not uh, size that doesn't move and size that's not smart. The uh, Gobert smart, but size that doesn't move is just you get put in a predicament with the Warriors. I mean, the size advantage can get it gets played off every year. I mean. Um, you know, coach, you know, Ricky G on the time I talk about the size as the Lakers have tomorrow. It's like, man. AD's going to be at the five when it matters. <laughs> yeah, AD's going to be because when it, because at the end of the day, Draymond is tough. That, you know, all that size stuff doesn't matter if you're giving up clean looks and the dudes are making all their shots. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or they're making it up and if they're making an up tempo game because you have to trap, it's four on three. Now you're out of position from rebounding. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get a, not gonna get deflection off every trap. Utah doesn't even practice traps like that. They don't even do that. They do heavy drop, drop team. Heavy drop team. Yeah, they're heavy drop team. They don't even really trap. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like even if you did trap successfully, you're not gonna get steal off every trap. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have plenty of four on threes. So that's plenty of properly, you know, easy buckets. And Draymond Green has perfected a short roll up, you know, as a big man. So it's like, you know, it. Look, man, you gotta be able to switch on the Warriors, <laughs> and you gotta be able to switch and hold your own. Right. If you just can't, you're getting cooked. So that's why we'll see Drummond out soon tomorrow, regardless of what people want to talk about rebounding and all that. Blah blah blah. If you can't <laughs> guard in space, you're not. You're getting played off the board. That's just the bottom line. In the modern NBA. There's so much film you can look at for the past six years that shows that. So it's right. not even worth right. getting into debate about. Absolutely. As we both got the Warriors, they were both put uh, next. Uh, Phoenix and the Lakers. Uh, I kind of feel bad for Chris Paul just having a probably his one of his best seasons, the Cinderella story of the league, and they mm-hmm. draw the defending champions who are healthy in the first round after leading the team to a second seed. It's rough. It's also rough because Phoenix is of all the you know elite top tier teams, they are the absolute worst at defending the rim, and that is what LeBron and AD do. Um, I think Chris Paul may have a moment. Book may have a moment, so I'm, I'm generously going Lakers in six, but it would not surprise me if the Lakers last year, they might lose the first game and then it would be a gentleman sweep. That wouldn't surprise me at all. That was their MO kind of last year in a couple series. So it wouldn't surprise me if that was the MO. Just Phoenix is just, just the stylistically, they just don't, don't defend the rim pretty very well. So, you know, I, I just don't see Adam been making this series super competitive. So where, where are you with that? Yeah, so with the Suns, man, um, this should be a five-game series for the Lakers. <laughs> if they put, but I can see this going six because they're going to be stubborn with. If they're going to be stubborn with Drummond, you can make it go six. But I just don't think they'll be that stubborn. Um, AD's already talked about he'll play the five most when it matters. As him coming out to say that obviously means that Drummond's minutes will be cut, which is great news for the you know the Lakers fans. So we are we can already expect his minutes to get cut. So that's Phoenix series should be five, five six games at most. Um, it's a bad matchup for Phoenix. Like I told you, their wings aren't developed yet to give Bron a hard time. He's just too big for their wings. AD's too much of of a dynamic guy for Aiden right now. Um, yeah, Aiden, yeah. Aiden does far better with bigs who are more back to the basket types uh, because of his because his physical talent. Um, dynamic bigs like AD, I just don't see him being able to, you know, be both nimble and strong enough to keep to keep them from getting to getting to the uh, to the rim. Uh, he's done a great job doing switching using his length, but you can't use your length on guys who are the same size as you and who have the same athleticism. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Aiden's, I don't think Aiden's ready yet. Um and the wings aren't ready yet. So I just yeah, they're just gonna be overwhelmed. Lakers have <laughs> defenders. 
the thrash CP3 and then, but it's just a bad matchup. Yeah, as I said, it's a rough, but that, that won't take any day for me from the season that Phoenix had. And they're definitely, you know, up and coming. So we'll see where, where that goes years from now. Um, interesting matchup for me. The most interesting matchup in the first round for me, anyway, the wire, I'm pretty much, you know, kind of 50 50 on, on, on the result. Uh, Denver and Portland. Uh, for me, I think this is where, like, Denver's able to tread water without Murray this long and kind of elevate without him. I just think in a playoff setting, you just you just miss that guy's shot making um, in, in big situations and just over the course of a game. He was just a gamer. Uh, he just has that it, it trait that, that guys have. And, and when the moment comes, you know, I've grown to respect him. Um, my only caveat is Portland is so bad defensively, it might not matter. That's, like, that's my only thing. So Denver's definitely going to win a game. I got Portland in, in seven. Um, I don't think Portland has much to throw at. You know, I don't think Nurk and, and whoever else they got in there is going to be much for much for uh, Jokic to handle in, in, on the inside. So I think it's going to be back and forth. But I'm, I'm going to go Portland in seven. I'm going to lean on CJ and Dame's creation and shot making down a stretch of games. You know, Jokic is capable. It's just tough from that center spot in, in, in a playoff setting. So we'll see what happens. Where, where are you with that series? Yeah, Portland has size to throw at, at, at Joker. And, you know, Port, what Portland lacks is wings. Um, unless, you know, if if Michael Porter Jr. decides to have his coming out party. Right, 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 right. I, I mean, this would be a best, the great series to do. I mean, Portland doesn't have any wings. So if Michael Porter Jr. decides that he, want to, he can average 30 and he does, uh, Denver will win this series. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. has been on the tear. Um, but I I feel like the key to beating Portland is you gotta be able to contain or make Dame and CJ work offensively and defensively. I just don't see the Nuggets doing that. Um, they don't have the wings to make it hard on them. They don't have the bigs and rim protection to make it hard on them. So. It'll come down to who will score more. Um, and I just think Portland, since, the, you know, with Nuggets not having any Murray, I just think Portland has more um, firepower to um, to throw at the Nuggets. Um, if the Nuggets had Jeremy Grant, I would say the Nuggets win. Uh, but Aaron Gordon's not going to be good enough to guard any of those quick guards in space. Well, he's a power wing defender. He's more wings. That who he's more there to guard bigger wings. He's not going to be able to check quick guards. Jeremy Grant could have, you know, Jeremy Grant could have definitely used his length and his foot speed to 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 make it tough on on, on them. And I would have definitely picked Denver in seven, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Portland in seven uh, because, like I said, I think just think Damon CJ are going to outscore uh, Denver. Yeah, just it's just rough. And when you lose a guy like Murray, just I think with Denver, that the moves they made put them in a position to be. I think the Lakers were always going to be my pick, but Denver was right there, you know, with a with a healthy Murray. So that's kind of rough. I think he's going to show in the playoffs. I agree with you. Portland shot making is going to be too much over the course of a series. Uh, last one, uh, Clippers Dallas. This went six last year. But it wasn't a close six, if that makes sense. We had, you know, Jamal Lone, he kind of broke down that game. It's like even the games that Dallas won, I think the Clippers were up by 20 mm. in, in, in the majority of them. Um, I think Luka's great enough to get you one. I just think the overall, like the games might be close, but I just, I don't think Lou is going to make the same tactical errors in playing guys that to extend the series that, that, uh, that Doc did last year. So I'm, I'm going to go Clippers in five, but if Luca starts to go ballistic, he's made it clear he's not afraid of you know Kawhi or or PG. Right. You definitely saw that. So if it wasn't six, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm, I'm going to go Clippers in five. I think they just have too much firepower, man. And we're going to see if the if all that shooting translates to a playoffs uh, setting. So we'll see. Well, we're going to see. You know, you're going to see. You're, we're going to see playoff Lou again. Uh, Ty Lue coaching defensively in the playoffs when it comes to schemes, man. This guy. He always comes up with something to 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 make um, the other team's best option have to think twice. Uh, you're gonna have to use. You're gonna have to. You know, 
Jalen Brunson's gonna have to win some games for, for the Mavericks if they want to win that series. I'll, 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 t- I'll promise you that right now with, with the looks Lou's gonna throw at at Doc Luca, you're gonna have to come back right back with the counters. That's why the Warriors went and got KD because you know Tyloo was making it tough on their on their for their primary looks with Clay and Curry. You know I don't think people realize, but against the Cavs, Clay was not. Clay, I don't think Clay had a great series ever versus the Cavs. No, they just take Luka in the finals. They took him. They took him out the game, and they were, you know, they're giving Curry a hard time. So that's why they had to get KD because Tyloo's schemes was taking away their best looks. So Tyloo gonna take away Luka's best looks, and it's gonna come down to can Luka beat you know Kawhi and PG on those ISOs consistently, and is Jalen Brunson gonna be able to make a counter because they're gonna do definitely do their job to make get Luka off his spots and take him out the game, and I also think. You know, they're going to have better rim protection for Luka this year because they're going to have uh, Serge and they're going to have um, Zoo. So they're going to force Luka into more of those, you know, step back three type situations. And if he's on, he's on. Like, he's showing that he can hit those. If he's on, they're going to be in the game. They might win the game. But if he's cold, they're done. So, and yeah. another good thing for the Clippers um, this year is they have a smarter um, – playmaker and facilitator off the bench now with Rondo. He's going to make sure they get their better looks instead of just having the take turns offense uh, that will allow Luka to thrive going ISO ISO uh, hunting. He's going to actually run some offense to get them good looks and get Luka in action. He's going to put – Rondo's going to make Luka defend. Yeah. Rondo and are going to make Luka defend. So, like I said, I actually like the Clippers better this year against the Mavericks. I mean, you're going to – we're going to see a whole different Clippers teams this playoffs, in my opinion. All that stuff that people were talking about, the Clippers get their jokes off. I think the Clippers, the reason why, there's a reason why people were scared of the Clippers. I think people deep down know the moves they made with Ty Lue, the type of approach he brings. They're going to be a better playoff team this year, and they're going to they're going to they're going to give some they're going to give some people fits this this year in the playoffs. I, I, got, the, yeah. I got the Clippers five, bro. Yeah, I got him in five. I I could see easily going six because of Luca, but I got it in five, man. All right, that takes us to the second round, in which we will have. It's crazy. We both picked the six, seven, and eight seed to win. I don't know if that's ever happened in NBA history, so we'll see what happens. That's I don't know if six, seven, eight has ever won the same playoffs in the first round. I'm interested. I have to research that. So that leaves us in the second round. We got the Clippers. Uh, going against the Warriors in the second round, uh, how that goes. Um, I just the, the Clippers have too much firepower, I think. Yeah, and I five think, games. Yeah, so I, I just don't think the Warriors can keep up from a scoring standpoint. They're even with Steph going bonkers. They're a you know like a bottom below average offense. That's even when he's going crazy. And so, Ty Lue got the Steph Curry defense. Anyone but Steph, so that's going to be a five game series. Yeah, so it's going to be like I mean Wiggins and. Poole would really have to, I mean, consistently put up 20, 25-point games to, to make these, you know, make this series competitive. But, yeah, I'm with you. I got the Clippers in five. But I say this, the Warriors making the second round, given the offseason they had, you know, with Clay going down, that, that that won't be a, you know, I guess obviously Steph's in his prime, so you want him in, 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 competing for championships. But given the scenario, it's not a failure, in, in my opinion. You salvage the, the, the season the best you could. Um yeah, anything you want to add to this series? I know you said in five, but just I don't think the Warriors can keep up. No, no, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, that'd be a hell of a, you know, people will say they're wasting Steph's prime years, and I get it because you want chips, but only one team can win. And if you're not right. a super team, the chances of you winning aren't realistic. I don't think Warriors fans understand Steph getting to the second round with that team, maybe pushing the Clippers six. Right. Those are just having great or having great performances in that five game series. That'll be that'll be a big boost. As like you see, I mean, you already see the, how the media is talking about him now, you know, compared to before. Um, so, I think for Steph, like you see him getting to the second round, beating the Jazz, and then putting up big numbers on the Clippers, that's going to be big for his story and for his narrative. So, unanimous will, will be sleeping well if they make it to the second round. Yeah, you know what? And then when people post highlights to LeBron's game one when JR forgot to score, they can't crack jokes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <People> like, <laughs> like, yeah, like what I mean, what are LeBron some folks are gonna do when they when they step goes off and he loses in five to the Clippers? You can't 
at that point you can't celebrate what Bron did. So you know what I mean? You just put people in the narrative in a narrative hole <laughs> with that type of series. So that's why it's good for Steph to be able to do that. Right. That moves us to Portland and Lakers. Um it would be a sweep to me. I just know the Lakers like to sleepwalk game ones. So yeah, I, that's why I said five. <laughs> I'm five, five two. Yeah, so it might be a gentleman sweep. I just Portland has nothing. It's just it's just they they make life hell for Dame. He's not great off ball. They get the ball out of his hands, and it just becomes rough. But that game ones, the Lakers just for some reason is just always a okay. Let's let's see let's see who they are. So yeah, same thing. If I just the, the between Portland's defense and the Lakers defensively being able to make it rough for Dame, I'm gonna go with the Lakers in five and in a gentleman sweep. Yeah, I got five. Um... I would say four, but like you said, Lakers do like to play around with their food too much. Um, so I'll, I'll give, I'll say five. Dame is likes playing Lakers, um, but he's also a small guard. The Lakers also have shown to have his number in the playoffs. That won't change. And uh, like I said, I'll give a one game. And especially if they're coming off a seven gamer with the Nuggets, their legs are going to be tired. Right. I'll give them one game. Right. And that leaves us finally, two years later, getting the battle of L.A., fingers crossed. Um, I'm I'm with you as far as the Clippers being, you know, different with, with Lou. Uh, I still have questions about, you know, what Paul George do is going to do in tight – what Paul George is going to do in tight situations. I think those are fair given his recent uh, history. I think Kawhi's, you know, quote-unquote struggles, it was just a couple of games. I think that was more of a blip. He's usually been a, a primetime playoff guy. But I'm just I'm gonna go with the Lakers in seven because they're the better defensive team. Even though the Clippers have been great lately since they bought into, you know, playing Zubak more, starting Zubak with the right group. I think the Lakers are better defensively. And I think that ultimately that's gonna win out in 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 a in a six or a seven game or so. I'm going Lakers in seven. It'll also be seven Laker home games essentially with now the crowd will be so <laughs> that's also in their in their in their factor. So who who do you got in how many games? Since Drummond is gonna play, I know he'll play. That's a seven game. That's a seven game series. That's a seven game series. Um, Rondo is gonna be motivated. Kawhi's is gonna be motivated. Um, it's gonna come down to PG versus AD. PG has had good games against LeBron led teams in the playoffs. Uh, I he'll probably show up here and there. Um, it's gonna be a great battle, I think. I think it would have been overrated last year. I think the Lakers last year would have won. Yeah, I, 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 I give you credit for this, but you, I, 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 you called the, yeah. the the the, uh, the Lou Williams and Trez thing. So I, I yeah, I, I, I told people that wouldn't go over six games last year. But just getting Ibaka to open up the 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 offense as well as to give them length defensively to check AD with two bodies, not just one. And then to also then have Rondo on top of that, too, to actually give them a true facilitator. So it's going to help set up Ibaka. It's going to help set up, uh, you know, it's going to help set up Kawhi. It's going to help set up PG, you know. Man, and then even the Lakers want to play, like, Gasol or, you know, a, a lineup with Gasol only or a lineup with Drummond only, you know, to try and do any get, get any size advantages. You know, on like let's say you know you're working surge or surge is not has having a tough time with physically with a, a drumming. You can say, okay, surge, we'll take you out and put in boogie, and then you neutralize drumming right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like a size advantage. So it's like, man, the Clippers got versatility. On I, I like this Clippers roster a lot, man. I, if LeBron James wasn't playing for like, I would have picked them to win the chip, but. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> They definitely, definitely made the proper adjustments. I think getting rid yeah. of Lou can like free up the minutes for for Man and Kennard too. That, to play. that Lou for that Lou for Rondo freed up the minutes for Man and allows them to get a real facilitator that they they've been needing. That's not going to be trying to look to score that much, but who right. can score when he when he has his opportunities? And you're going to be seeing a lot of Man, and then they have Ty Lue. I, I like the Clippers a lot, man. Right. Seven game series, man. And off the strength of LeBron, I say the Lakers are going to win that series. Right. So let's do your NBA Finals first. That takes us to Lakers and Bucks. Um, 
I have that six or seven. I just think, um, you know, I think it's just that that leap from Holiday from Bledsoe to Holiday man is just so big, and then mm. you got PJ Tucker, uh, Portis. I just think the the Bucks are, you know, are, are legit, you know, as far as on, on a playoff standpoint. So I, I like the Lakers in seven. I think they have the versatility to match whatever lineups, whether it's Giannis at the five or going big with Brook. I think the Lakers just they have the versatility. That might honestly be a Gasol series. Now that I'm looking at, they're gonna they're gonna put Lopez out there. So yeah, I think um, the Lakers just have whatever the, the the depth is there for them to try to counter anything that Milwaukee does from a standpoint. I think the Lakers defense they can put up a lot more resistance to Giannis than any other team, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I definitely would. Uh, I would take the. I would take the Lakers in six. Uh, they definitely have the Lakers are like. I think the Lakers are the best team suited in the NBA for guarding Giannis, whether it's one on one with AD and with Bron, or with building the wall. Now that you have Gasol, who can help build that wall, who has the experience of building that wall, and the positioning to guard uh, Giannis. I mean, you saw it in the game without Bron and AD. A minute we inserted uh, Gasol in there. Uh, you know, Giannis was immediately getting turnovers, you know, and struggling to get to the rim as opposed to him, you know, abusing Andre Drummond. So, you know, it's it's Gasol. That would be definitely be a Gasol series, and I think they would play Gasol sooner rather than later because it's the finals. Uh, I do like Giannis and his motor, and, you know, and I do think the shooting variation, Middleton and Drew will probably yep. get Yep. Drew took it to shooter. You know, last game I think <laughs> I think he'll he'll have some big games. I think they'll I think they'll get two games, but I think the Lakers would win that series right, in right. six. Um, looking at a Philly series though, if Philly was to be there, I think we'll do. I I, th- I say we should just do three. I think we should also just look at the Nets as well. Okay, um, that should be fun. We do we do all three. I, I say looking at a Philly series. Um, I say looking at a Philly series. I think Philly. From a schematic standpoint, I think Philly is the one out of the three teams most poised to take the Lakers to seven games. And I, I agree. I 100% agree. And I say this because, yes, you can play all Ben Simmons, but Danny Green has decided that he likes playing the Lakers. So <laughs> give them spacing. You have, uh, you know, you have Seth Curry, who's going to play off, play out, play those bigs off the floor. Um, and make the Lakers go 80 at the five, and then AD goes at the five, you know, that battle of AD and Bede. And Bede's one of the only bigs in the league who actually gives AD a hard time. Uh, and, and that's going to – seven-gamer with AD, I don't know how AD's body would hold up against Embiid. That would be a, something to see. I think that's something worth noting. And the Sixers have a lot of wings to throw out LeBron. So – it's really going to be a tough series. Uh, it would basically come down to whose role players going to show up. But the thing is, Dennis would be a big X factor in that series. I think yes. his play as the third guy would win them the series. Honestly, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it would be interesting between you know him versus uh, George Hill and and Seth Curry. Yeah. So that would be that that would be a tipping point for me in that series, and I probably lean exactly. that because of his defensive ability, his ability to get to the cup. Yeah, and that's what would I think that would win too because I think the stars would be would struggle to score in that series. I mean, they would score, but it would definitely not be as efficient or as dominant as we would be accustomed to seeing. Now it's with the Nets, man. Look, I told Nets people, bro. I, I don't think y'all match up with the Lakers. Um, I could see a seven game series just off the talent alone again, but. So I'm just talking basketball, man. That's I got Lakers in six. I got Lakers in six. six. That's a that's a six game series, bro. I just don't. I just like there's again no resistance for Bron, no resistance for AD, and then you have no resistance for Schroeder. If you're in a switch, that Schroeder's killing all your bigs. You know what I'm I'll saying? I'll say this. Like, I'll say this. The Lakers shooting has been wildly roller coaster this year for some reason. So the they, the shots they generate, they have to make them consistently. That's the right, only right, thing right. that could extend the series because. For some reason, Lakers they get hot for a few games and they can't make for a week. 
and they get hot for a few games and they can't hit for a week. So the, the, the I mean, shooting, they'd have to convert consistently to to, to make I mean, they got they got Ben now, right, right, right. They got uh, you know KCP's coming back. Caruso is shot forty percent from three this year. You know what I'm saying? And then West is, seems to be finding his rhythm recently as well too. Uh, Markeith would be the only concern, but I don't think Markeith would play much. I think you'd see more Kuzma, Braun, AD, and then one of the other bigs as a backup. I don't think you'd see Keith. I don't even think Keith, honestly, this run will be much, will be played much. I think you'll see more of AD at the five, and then the other bigs between Gasol and Drummond mainly. I don't think Keith and Trez will play much this uh, this playoff run. Yeah. That's my that's my guess. To your West, though, West looks ready for the playoffs lately, man. Yeah, he, West looks he, ready. For he the looks playoffs. ready, man. You can tell. He, and you hear him talk too. Like he's like, man, I want a ring. He's like, I didn't get to enjoy the rings. He's like, you could tell what West is ready for. It. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. You know, on that stage, he's been playing a lot better lately. So um, I'm with that. There y'all have it, man. That's 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 our playoff preview. Um, I'm sure the timeline gonna be many with the the, the the light years versus uh, clutch. That should be fun uh, tomorrow. Make sure you follow It's Kings, bruh, on Twitter. Myself, JJ Maples 55 underscore MST. Follow us, subscribe to the pod, rate, give us feedback. We appreciate it all. Thank you guys for tapping in, and we are out of here. Yes, sir. Peace, y'all. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.